0: This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Here we are, episode 38, Team Lotus Cares podcast. We're racing right through summertime here in Florida, and it's been a hot one so far.
1: Oh, my gosh. I melt every single time I go outside. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Hopefully, everybody had a good break over the 4th of July weekend, which uh, happened a couple of weeks ago. But uh, we're moving ahead this week in the Team Lotus Cares podcast. So we've been bringing on guests as we've been moving through the last uh, several episodes. This week, it's uh, Jesse Ringer. She He is with a group called Method and Metric. And uh, they do SEO, Search Engine Optimization. That's, of course, pushing you to the top of typically the Google listings. Those seem to be about the only ones. The
1: moving target.
0: Yes, the moving target. And But they do more than just rankings and clicks. I remember years ago, uh, we know a guy out in Texas named Tim, owns a business like ours, uh, like Lotus. And uh, he was telling me at the time, he said, You know, his web guy, his SEO guy used to call him up and say, man, Tim, look at these clicks we're getting. We're getting massive clicks. And he'd say, that's great, but I got no money in my bank account. (laughs) Well, these guys over at Method and Metric focus on more than just clicks and rankings. They're all about driving new business and revenue uh, into your business, new accounts. So no further ado, let's move forward with Jesse Ringer from Method and Metric here on the Team Lotus Cares podcast. Thanks for joining us, Jesse.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me so today. So something
0: we don't hear a lot about, I feel at the moment, is SEO. I'm sure you hear about it all the time because you work in it, but it's kind of lost that uh, star power it had maybe 20 years ago.
2: Yeah, it's definitely evolved over time, right? Like there's, you know, in, in different way of marketing businesses on the internet now, you know, there's paid ads, there's paid social, there's, you know, organic social and then podcasts and video content. So although I don't think it gets the same kind of press coverage as it once does, it's still, you know, a a huge factor in almost every, well, every business that has a website, uh, needs SEO. Yeah. I
0: think anybody that's trying to reach anybody that could be in a subject that, um, is is searchable because i know i must have hit google 10 times a day
2: yeah only 10 (laughs) (laughs) i'm probably (laughs) underestimating that yeah
1: it only seems like 10 (laughs)
2: yeah oh man i do probably yeah 50 to 100 searches a day granted that a lot of it is my job but uh you know there is much of it that is just like finding information you know directions store hours you know um how to do things like, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a big, uh, big part of, uh, of business and how people kind of find information these yeah. days.
1: Right. The research part of things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So is every website and business the
0: same when it comes to SEO or are there specific things that you would tackle it differently depending on the type of business?
2: yeah i mean if uh if every website was the same, it make my job a lot easier but uh each <laughs> website you know has its own intricacies um and you know based on their target audience and how competitive the industry they're in uh all of those play a factor into into everything that we think about for a website strategy so you know what competitors are you chasing after and competing against you know um Does Amazon show up in those search results? Does Wikipedia show up in those search results? You know, do big corporations show up there too? So even if you're a small business, you're still competing against some of the big players in the industry. So we're always considering those factors. And then the other side of it too is, like, how do your customers or potential customers, like, want to engage with a brand like yours on the internet? Is it watching video content? Is it reading blog posts or, you know, information guides, or do they want to be able to just like two clicks and, and buy whatever it is that they're looking for. So we have to factor all that into it too. Um, geography time of day, um, man, how much of your audience uses a mobile device to search the web versus how many people are on desktop and then, yeah. Yeah, there's so many things that we we have to consider.
0: I know that we we hear a lot as business owners that content creation is where it's at today. Here we are on a video, making a podcast. You know, it's you know, this was not this is not what we do. We're IT people. This is not our forte. <laughs> but so yeah. I I think it's difficult for businesses to get started in making content. If somebody's sitting out there today, somebody's told them, hey, you need to get some content out online, what would be step one? Yeah. What would be a good place to start?
2: Figure out where you can help educate your audience. Like, content today is, you know, it, it's brand building, but it's also there to really educate. Like, people don't go searching on Google because they know the answer. They're going to Google because they need to learn something. They need some information, um, and they're not really sure what the correct answer is or the information that they need. So, come at it from that mindset that you're there to educate your audience to hopefully, you know, show them and demonstrate your knowledge and expertise that will persuade them to, you know, go with you when they're choosing their product or service.
0: Is there certain places you would? Post media or just anywhere you can think of?
2: Yeah. Man, first and foremost, put it on your website. Okay. You know, you own that content at that point. You have complete control over the distribution and everything about it. You know, and then you can share it to all of your other channels and syndicate it, you know, across social. Like you may have a thriving Facebook group, but Facebook is constantly tweaking their algorithm. They could say all right facebook groups are no longer a thing we care about and they cancel them right like twitter could die off tomorrow so if you have it on your website then you always own that media and then you can distribute it any way you want yeah Um, a lot a lot of people may forget there
0: was once a place called myspace and it was huge and everybody thought it was going to be everything yeah
2: for sure exactly that's a great point and and it's the same with like YouTube content and man podcasts like Apple could take down their podcasting platform I don't know why they would but they might decide to get out of the audio streaming business so if you have it on your website then you can redistribute it and and share it across all those other channels while always maintaining that rich experience that you have with the people coming to your website. There's so
1: much information, right? You know, yeah. and and people, um, can be all over the place. Would you say there's anything that, um, like what is the common, um, mistake that people do when it comes to SEO?
2: Yeah, I think the most common one is trying to tackle the most competitive, broadest keywords. With their content, Um, you know, with SEO, Google looks for companies that have expertise, authority, and trust. And when you're a smaller website and, you know, you're trying to earn that trust, you need to target search terms that are less competitive and have less volume, but are much more targeted to the exact service that you offer. Uh, And why we want to do this is because Google incorporates uh, things like page views and traffic uh, and engagement uh, within their algorithm decisions, algorithmic decisions rather. So when somebody – if you're ranking number one for like, I don't know, man, like a very long tail keyword like SEO agency in downtown Vancouver open on – weekends. Like you could rank for that term, maybe two people search for it. And one of them is probably my mom, but (laughs) rank for it. And people click on that and they engage with you and they like stay on the website. Then when you start to go, you know, SEO agencies in Vancouver, then you'll have a stronger chance of ranking because Google knows that with the related terms you have authority and trust and people like resonate with the content that you're sharing. And so you can build up momentum from the number of people visiting your website, how long they're staying there, and Google will see that as like, oh, this is like a reputable website. And so you have to kind of start small and then, you know, like uh, you know, snowball rolling down a mountain, it'll get bigger as it goes and just kind of like build that authority and build that trust. Because if you go into trying to rank for the word SEO, the search term SEO, like there's no way like you got Wikipedia, you have Moz, you have SEMrush, like you have all these big brands Um that have a definition of that that have much more authority and much more trust and much more longevity within the industry than my agency website does, and so you have to factor those things into it. Um, another one too is like not diversifying the number of keywords that people that you want to rank for on your website, and the secret with this is like you want to have one keyword, one search term per page in this way you're not cannibalizing your efforts you can diversify all of the different like tangents of your you know, of your strategy and of your website and not have to worry about five pages competing for the same keyword
1: hmm.
2: so that's another one that's like it's the flip side of the first problem but it's it's super common once you find a good keyword you need to find the different variations um that can help you rank more diversely and reach people that maybe don't search exactly the same way as you. Uh-huh.
0: If somebody's looking for a firm to do SEO for them, what well, what's some things that they should look for?
2: From my own perspective, I think building trust is huge. Um, transparency is a big part of what we we do and how we help to you know demonstrate the work that we do, because you know it's not SEO is something that largely happens you know, somewhat in the background and there's no guarantee it's going to work right away. And you know, you probably won't see results for like two, three or six months down the road. So it's not like, uh, I don't know. Designing a logo is always the analogy I use. Like you'll see the finished product. You'll know if you like that logo or not with SEO, with a strategy for search you know, it it takes time and it takes, you know, patience. And it also isn't like there's a specific tactic that is going to work every time. Like you can optimize the same way over across a bunch of different industries and maybe, you know, three quarters of them will be super successful and the other quarter will just kind of be like, okay. And average. So, you know, work with someone that you can trust. Um, You know, if they are making big, bold promises about ranking number one for all these keywords, you know, that's going to be a bit of a red flag. You know, I would say, yeah, you know, ask for their track record, you know, ask them about their thought process around optimizing content. Um, You know, how do they determine, you know, good keywords? What's a good strategy? Like, how would they approach um you know, so, you know some of the uh the issues that you're presently facing um when you're meeting with them listen for the questions they ask you you know if they're not asking good questions about like what SEO have you done in the past um who are your competitors you know um you know what does success look like to you if you two don't align on that aspect as well it's going to be really challenging to to figure out If they're, they're doing a good job because one SEO might be like, well, we rank really well for these keywords and you're like, well, those keywords are not stuff I care about. I'm not generating any more revenue. I'm not getting more leads. Like make sure you align on those things. Um, and you know, check in on like what their communication style is and how often are they meeting with you and are they showing you reports? You know, the number of times I've gotten calls from clients and potential clients because, you know, they find out that their SEO person hasn't done anything for them in the last three months. You know, it it's super easy for for lazy and, and shady SEO practitioners to kinda hide behind some simple analytics. And so yeah, trust and due diligence is huge.
0: Along well, those lines, I know some years ago there were some practices that could get you in trouble with especially Google. um, What are some red flags someone should look for that maybe somebody's not doing what is in their best interest in the eyes of Google?
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Because, like, you know, SEO is a performance marketing industry. And, you know, we base our success on results. And so some people will try to game the system to improve the look of the results before they're ready. So, oh, the easy ones, you know, if they are buying a lot of links for you, you know, buying links isn't necessarily a bad, although Google does say it's bad. But, um, you know, if you do it in moderation, and you do it thoughtfully, um, it can be really good. If these companies are buying you b- a bunch of backlinks uh, right off the bat, um, you know that's a huge red flag. Um, man, what else? Like, I would say anytime that they are sort of hiding content or cloaking things like presenting one version of a website to Google – and then once a user gets there, you know, they switch out the information, they switch out the content, that can be a big red flag, as a huge red flag, like that'll get you kicked out of Google. I think um, they call it Google Slap, yeah. Yeah, I've heard before. Yeah, yeah. you like, man. you know, if you get removed from the Google index, like that's a, a big source of revenue and income that you're going to be missing out on. So um you know, the shady tactics kind of evolve over time. Keyword stuffing is a really common one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spamming backlinks, I would say, is probably like the most notorious and the most infamous like black hat tactic that still persists. Um, and so, yeah, be really mindful of that one. And if they're guaranteeing you results, like they're probably going to be doing some manipulating to get there and it won't be sustainable. Okay. That's the tell That's yeah, the tell. Yep. So
0: um I, I and I if I could go back to something for just a second. You mentioned buying backlinks in moderation is okay. What so for the layman I would have no idea what is moderation look like. Yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> moderation <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, don't be buying, you know, dozens of dozens of them within the span of a few okay. months. You know, there are, you know, I would say maybe do one or two well positioned, thought out pieces of content, like buying a link would be perhaps like working with a company that will produce that article for you and intentionally have your content, your link in that piece of content. So they're putting it on a website that does get traffic, that, um, you know, does follow, you know, the white hat, the like, the good rules of Google, but you are paying to be on that website. The opposite of that, like the shady side of it is, um, you know, they will buy different domains, not necessarily relevant to your industry. And you know, place a link right in that content that may or may not make sense to the article, but it fits. And so I have a really good example um, from years ago that I worked with a project management tool and they had the previous guy engaging in this kind of stuff. And he had bought a bunch of these different domains and one of them was like a fake yoga studio that they wrote like, oh yes, like the post would be on... I don't know how to run a yoga studio and they would like go yoga, you need to have your guests and you should be on Instagram, but you should also use this project management tool that is great for teams and link right there to the, to the client. The studio wasn't real. The content wasn't great. You know, the link was shoehorned in there. And so that's a really, big tell, you know, if you're going to be purchasing links, do your research and make sure that you're you know, you can see that that website is legit. Um, people are visiting it that, you know, they're not spamming all of these links, but be really mindful that if they are not upfront about their practices, there's a good chance that that link will hurt you in the long run.
1: Hmm.
0: Maria, any questions?
1: Um, I, you, you, again, not this question, but the previous one was a question. So <laughs> you guys have done a really good job. It's, it's yeah. like, it's pretty eye opening. Um, so I, I kind of was thinking about, cause you know, we do cybersecurity and, yeah. you know, um, IT services. And so I'm always thinking about the, you know, the downside of things, which is, you know, the, the secure way of doing things. And yeah. so I imagine that. When you're purchasing these links, like you're saying, embedding them is mm-hmm. some, you know, it's, you know, is there yeah. any other way that somebody could potentially harm you in in this?
2: Yeah, there are, like, the thing is, with some of these tactics, it's like, the people that are coming up with them are very smart. They're just applying it in the wrong way. Um, I was reading one recently, uh, you know, this comes into security, this comes into um, just the way that Google works, but um, the this guy had discovered that if the cached version of a page doesn't – in Google, cached in Google, doesn't match the content on the, the page live for the user, you can submit that page to be removed from Google's index. Wow. Yeah. I
0: could yeah. do some downsides right? to that too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, because Google is not always updating their cache frequently. And if your website isn't up, always being updated and all that, like you may have an outdated version within Google search results. And um, yeah, he, he found this way to submit links. I probably shouldn't be telling all your listeners about this, <laughs> but you can submit links and like get the page removed. And granted, the page will only be gone for maybe a day or two. But if that page is... You know, ranking well and generating a good amount of traffic for you, you know, you could, could hurt. it could hurt and your rankings might not come back. This guy did a very thorough analysis and it was quite jarring to see how much and how easily you could mess with that. Um, but yeah, like security from an SEO perspective is a growing concern. Um, and you know being forthright and transparent with your your visitors and and making sure like you know that you're telling them if you're tracking them and uh making sure that all of your your website has an ssl certificate making sure that if you're linking out to another website that you have like blockers on there so that um you know hackers and spammers can't get in you know it, there's a lot of things that play into that trust component right that that Google really cares about and so be really mindful and diligent and monitor this stuff monitor what's happening with your website because you know man you know, we've worked with clients where they've didn't realize their website had been hacked for 3 months or they Yeah
1: so it it's really interesting i mean i come across you know um we do assessments for clients you know it, it's one of our first step that's me, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and Curtis, you know, follows that. But sometimes it's as simple as when you're having a conversation and people are just like, "Oh no, I'm good. We're, we're protected. We're really good." I go, "Where's your SSL certificate?" I mean, that's pretty simple, you know, that mm. your your person can be taken care of for that, you know. And we were just having that conversation. We said, "Well, should I be telling you know the listeners this?" You know, we sometimes are careful of the stories we share. Because we're like, you know, is it really going to freak them out? You know, it's like, but, you know, I think the worst of it is like, if you don't tell them that this is, you know, your potential, you could be hurting yourself um, and you want your SEO to be productive and and do So I I think it's a necessary evil, you know, that people need to be aware.
2: Totally. Yeah. Like it's so easy. Like if you're running a WordPress website, you know, it's open source, which is fantastic, but it also means that you're vulnerable to a lot of different systems be getting sabotaged. Like, man, there's a, a web page builder and part of one of their plugin components was hacked. So, you know, a hundred thousand websites instantly, were no longer yeah. safe. Um, you know, if you leave your, your plugins outdated, um, without properly updating them, like that's, certainly a big red flag in terms of security that also comes back to like hinder your SEO because those apps are like not running well. Google will see that your website has been hacked and they will see that that code and they'll not, they'll deprioritize your rankings. Oh yeah. However, it will cause they don't like Google wants to make sure that they're sending people, visitors to the best possible content out there. And if there's a chance that they're, Data will be stolen, or their system will get infected. Google's going to take it down because Google knows that if people don't trust those search results, they're not going to come back. And so you have to have that same mindset throughout all of your optimizing and everything that you do with your website.
0: Yeah, yeah and I, I don't think a lot of people appreciate how important it is to keep, you know, the the CMS, WordPress, whatever the case might be. Most people are now using WordPress, yeah. but be keeping that and the plugins updated is. Absolutely. It's a hostile world. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think one thread between like the security side and the SEO side, like the ultimate thing is like trust and like prioritizing your visitor's experience. You know, um, if they don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you. You know, if they think that their, their data will be compromised, like good luck trying to convince them to buy from you. So, um, yeah, that, that thinking kind of permeates through a lot of our work is like, how do we ensure that, you know, when people come to our client's website, whatever the industry is like, how can they, how can we immediately like convey trust to them? And that security stuff is big. Like if you don't have an SSL certificate, Google will put up a big warning saying this website is not safe. Go back. Like that's even if you know it's safe it's still a terrifying thing to see on your yeah, browser
0: absolutely like, so and more and more yeah, people are sure. aware of that so that's a good thing yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah definitely it, it's growing like it, it's definitely coming and yeah i think people will eventually all get there but uh i think at times it's people don't realize the depth in which that trust and security and all that sort of you know that work um factors into their their revenue and their the trust that the clients have for them absolutely
0: so jesse if uh, somebody wanted to get a hold of you to talk about seo content creation what's the best way to do it
2: yeah um well our website's full of great resources so method and com. uh yeah we got tons of stuff there i'm always happy to chat there you can always connect with me on linkedin um jesse ringer is my name there's not that many of us but <laughs> Find the one that works on <laughs> Methodometric. of metric. Um, Yeah, we spend a lot of time, uh, yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, under the Method of Metric handle. So you can definitely find us there to connect. Good deal.
0: I appreciate you joining us <laughs> and uh, and talking about something. I think, like I said, I just don't think a lot of people think as much about it anymore, but I think it's still critical.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you both for having me. This was a fantastic right. chat. Thank you, Jesse. Have a great Thank day. Thank you,
0: Jesse.
2: Thanks you too. So
0: hopefully, you know a little bit more about SEO and understand a little bit more about it. Uh, Jesse Ringer joining us here on episode thirty-eight of the Team Lotus
1: Cares podcast. Jesse, uh, my hands off.
0: Yeah, hands yeah. off. It, what little bit I know about SEO, it is a it, it it's a it's a tough game dealing with Google, especially and keeping up with the changes in that industry constantly. Might be worse than even IT as far as the number of things you've got to keep track of. It's absolutely amazing. But uh, again, thank you to Jesse for joining us today. Don't forget, if you would like to find out more information about how you can protect yourself when it comes to cybersecurity, Maria has an email, comes out every Thursday, two or three paragraphs, real quick, advice that you can take typically right then and there on how you can improve your cybersecurity awareness and your maturity in dealing with it, as far as for yourself and for your company, you can join up at uh, weekly cybersecurity tips.com. Again, that's weekly cybersecurity tips.com. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com.